Lord, and welcome to New Life. We are so glad that you can join us this morning. New Life's located at 1021 South Center Street in Wapaton, North Dakota. Yay! And uh, we would love to have you come and be with us in person. 10 o'clock on Sunday morning, 6 o'clock on Sunday night, and if you are so inclined, you should come to Sunday school and join us at night. 6 o'clock, what? Wednesday night. What did I say? Wednesday at 6 o'clock. And uh, 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings. But if you're so inclined, come and join us for Sunday school. I'll give you a cup of coffee for free. Uh, our, our coffee bar, we don't charge. And when we have goodies, we don't charge for those either. So come. I know there's a lot of churches out there. Oh, you got to come and see our foyer well we got a nice foyer real nice foyer you should come and see our coffee bar we got a nice coffee bar but we'll charge you like starbucks nope i give away the coffee for free i don't charge you five bucks so for praise god if i did that i'd be rich no um <laughs> no uh, jesus said my house is a house of prayer but you've made it into a den of thieves and we don't charge for our coffee so come and join with us. And now this. Okay, praise the Lord. This morning I'm going to be talking about Happy New Beginnings. Happy New Beginnings. This is a new year for a new life, and it's a new year for you. And so that's why I want to talk about Happy New Beginnings. And if we're going to have Happy New Beginnings, well, then let us live for purpose. Come on. We, we've been just, some of us have just been living. Some of us have been just striving for survival. No, we need to, if we are born again and we are saved, we should have a life for purpose. And in order to do that, we've got to have faith. Because it's going to take faith and action on our part to reach this world for Christ. And if we're going to do that, we need to be bold. And we need to be ready in season. And we need to be ready out of season. Because we're all called to be bold and have a purpose. To reach souls for Christ. And we do this by allowing the Holy Spirit to have His way in our lives. Man, we get we, we 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 do certain things. We get people saved, we baptize them in water, and then we want you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit so you can be used for Christ. I don't know why people don't want to get baptized in the Holy Ghost. Never makes sense to me. Holy Ghost came along so that we can have 
Jesus says the reason why I'm giving you the Holy, asking the Father to give you the Holy Spirit is so that you can have boldness and you can be my witnesses in this world. We need to do that. Oh, my word. The last, since the end of 2022, we've had so many suicides in Wapiton and Breckenridge. It's been nuts. We had that really, the one that hit the news where, where the guy went ahead and was going to commit suicide and his wife got in the way and he shot her and himself. <clears throat> Everybody thought it was, he was beating on her or something and she shot him. No. She was trying to stop him from killing himself. Or stab him. Or whatever he was doing. But we just had another suicide this week. And you don't think people need Jesus? <clears throat> There's a reason why we're supposed to be sharing the good news with others. <laughs> so we need to allow the Holy Spirit to have his way in our lives, and we need to and if we would do that, we would have purpose in our life to go and reach others for Christ. It was funny. This week at Iwana, one of the kids came running up to my wife and said, aren't we going to play the bells? Um, you missed that? You see, he, he missed the part about purposely learning how to play the bells for Christmas. Oh, we, that was for the Christmas program. You didn't come to rehearsal, and you missed the Christmas program. Oh! That is not because nobody told them that it was, we got to rehearse again and we're going to have the Christmas program. It's not because we didn't tell them what day the Christmas program was on. He just didn't have purpose in his life to show up. You see, as Christians, we need to be purposeful. Let's go to Philippians 3, 12 through 16. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Jesus Christ has made me his own. Hello. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on to... I press on toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you and praise you for this message today. Happy new beginnings, Lord. This is a happy day for us at New Life. New beginnings, Lord. We are going to do things that have never been done before in the life of this church. Because, Lord, this is a new day. 
And Lord, you said that we would do greater things than you did. I, it's hard to imagine us doing greater than you. But Lord, you said we can do it. So Lord, we are going to try. This is a new day, Lord. A day when we allow the Holy Spirit to have his way in our life and in our church, Lord. And where we want all the gifts to be operational. Because, Lord, we sure do need it. And, Lord, this is a new day where we focus on souls. Where we see the people around us instead of looking past them, through them, or not even seeing them at all, Lord, but that we see them. And instead of just inviting them to church, we invite them to know you, Jesus. We invite them to dinner. We invite them to have a cup of coffee and share the good news with them. Lord, we praise you. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your touch, for your anointing, and for giving us a purpose in these last days. We praise you in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, for your anointing that's here today. Thank you, Lord. Help me only share the things you'd want me to share, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. In these last days, God has promised that there be a great revival before Jesus comes. That's at the same time as a great falling away will happen. We have been seeing people deconstruct their faith meaning they've walked away from Jesus. They've bought into the apostate culture and they've given up on following Jesus. We've seen others who have just stopped going to church altogether. Not understanding that Jesus, the book of Hebrews says in and the Holy Spirit wrote, Do not neglect the assembling of yourselves together as some have. Especially when on the, with the day approaching, the day of the Lord, meaning Jesus is coming again. We need each other. The Spirit of Antichrist is real in this world right now and is running rapid. Look how many people have believed lies as truths and have thought that truth is a lie. My word. If you stayed up late, the contrast between the leader of the Democrats and the leader of the Republicans. The leader of the Democrats gets up and gives a shameful speech. And the leader of the Republicans gets up and gives a speech of unity and coming together. The, the leader of the Democrats gets up and gives a speech of, of, of making fun. and I mean, people online took to online. And even the liberals were saying his speech was over the top. Even though they couldn't get enough of it, it was over the top and was not necessary. It was the wrong speech for the wrong time. Fine speech for the campaign trail. But not a fine speech if you're going to be 
doing the people's business. Contrast to the other species. Neither of the men were perfect. What got me is the leader of the Democrats quoted out of Scripture. But you know the problem is, oh, and then they talk, he talked about death as something wonderful. We're going, we going to promote reproductive rights, meaning we're going to promote the killing of babies. California just had a bill that's going through their legislature right now for infanticide. You can kill a baby 20 days after it's been born. And there's no ramifications. And you think God's just going to wink? This is the reason Jesus has to come again. And, and for those Facebook checkers, hey, listen. I'm preaching out of the Word of God. The Bible tells us that thou shalt not murder. And a life is a life. And your life, fact checker, is just as, as precious as that baby who's been conceived. We care about all life. But truth is a lie, and a lie is true. How sad is that? We live with a culture that's become apostate, that is running rampant with the spirit of Antichrist. And yet God promises to the church that before Jesus comes, there's going to be a great revival, a great pouring out of his spirit upon all flesh. And people are going to come to the Lord, and then Jesus is going to come, and we're getting out of here. And then God's going to pour out his wrath. We've been studying about that on Wednesday night. And I'm so glad he doesn't pour out his wrath on us because we are the righteous. Look at what the, look up that word righteous in your concordance and look at the men who are mentioned as righteous and how he took them out of here before his wrath was poured out. Noah, Lot. Right? What happened in Lot's day? God's wrath couldn't be poured out until Lot and his family got out of town. But the goal here, according to Paul, is to be pursuing absolute Christ-likeness. Are you doing it? Am I doing it? Are we really, are, 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 if we think about our life, are we pursuing absolute Christ-likeness? But I like what Paul has to say here. This kind of helps us out. Put, the, put it back up on the screen, verse 12. Not that I have already obtained this. Did you see that? He is pursuing and he's telling us to pursue absolute Christ-likeness. And then Paul says, not that I've already obtained this or am already perfect. Hmm. Paul's not saying, he's not claiming sinless perfection here. And let me tell you something. That won't happen for any of us until we reach heaven. But... Paul tells us 
when we are saved by Christ and it's for the purpose of becoming Christ-like. And that's our pursuit. See what Paul says here. But I press on to make it my own. Because Christ Jesus has, listen to this, this should get you shouting. Because Jesus has made me his own. Oh, I was going to say, come on, somebody had to say amen in this place. Oh, my word, that's good preaching. If I must say so myself. Jesus has made his, us his own. <clears throat> come on, you should be doing this. Look at me and nod up your head up and down. Come on. Jesus has made you his own, right? Shake your head up and down. Yes. You know, you might hear some rattling, but that's okay. <laughs> Happens to me too. But I'm pursuing Jesus. I'm pursuing Christ-likeness. I'm pursuing to be more like him. No wonder my throat was getting attacked this morning. And we need to be a people. We need to live by principle. A people who live by principle. Brothers, and that should be our pursuit. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. See, Paul's going on. I have not, I do not consider that I have made it my own. But one thing I do, I love this. And this is what we need to do. Forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. And then he says, I press on towards the goal. Instead of focusing on your past, instead of focusing on who you used to be, instead of focusing on all your faults, you're focusing on Jesus. And if we would do that for each other, my word. You know, the Pentecost, we Pentecostals, we went through that, that legalistic time when we made holiness about a bunch of legalism, right? And if you weren't perfect, oh my word, you could get hit upside the head with the biggest King James Bible you ever saw, right? My word, I'll give an example. I won't pick on anybody who's here. I'll pick on Doris because she's not. She's up in heaven. My word, everybody loved Doris. Even when she was annoying. Everybody loved Doris. What? Saint Doris? Yes, she could be annoying at times. Remember all of us, we had a common saying in church? Oh, that's just Doris. <laughs> and we said that because we loved her. We learned. We learned something from those days of legalism. But she came to church one day, right? She's wonderful Sunday school teacher, clerk of the church forever. I mean, she, she could organize everything. And um, if we were going to have a, a meal and we were expecting 100 people, she'd tell us exactly what to bring and why. And, and, and it, she just knew. If you're only going to have 50, she'd just tell us what to bring and why. Everything had to be planned out to the T. Right? Right? So here's this wonderful person who had the gift of hospitality in our church. She comes to church one day. She's a young mother, chasing after 
This is before Linda came along, right? Chasing after uh, Kurt all the time. John just came into her life because she was a young widow, right? And it was hot. And, and all you ladies can agree on this. She went to the beauty parlor and they cut her hair shoulder length. <gasps> shoulder length, that's longer than some. But because her hair wasn't long, 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 and she says, oh, it was that well, so wonderful, it was easy to take care of, and I could take care of the kid and take care of Pop and do all these things I had to do. And, and, and John just loved it. He, it didn't matter what she did, she just loved it. And, and, and came, and they took away all her responsibilities except for the worst job in the whole church, being clerk, being treasurer. Doris, you can keep that job. We're going to take everything else away from you. That's not that, that, That's looking at the past. That's looking at things that aren't important. That's not important. Paul says, stop looking at the things that lie behind. Don't be looking at legalistic stuff. Holiness is not legalism. Holiness is the desire to pursue Jesus and become more Christ-like. Come on. Legalism's just a whole mess. But Paul says, I, instead of focusing on what lies behind, I press on toward the goal. For the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So there's three principles we see here. We see the principle of cancellation. We see the principle of continuation. And we see the principle of consecration. Let's talk about that a little bit. The principle of cancellation is, I'm not going to focus on what lies behind. It's all covered in the blood, so why am I worried about it? Oh, I have such regrets, Pastor. Stop focusing on your regrets and focus on Jesus Christ. He took those regrets on the cross for you and he covered them in his blood. He canceled them out. Come on. And then the principle of continuation. I press on towards the goal. I'm pressing on, for, I'm going forward. I'm not going backwards. That's what we got to do with new life. We, can't, we got a great heritage. We got a great history as a church in this community. A great heritage and history. It's true. Two preachers were called out of our church. Come on. Preacher's wife was called out of our church. And if we really looked at it, we probably had missionaries and other things too, but I've lost track of all those things. People who are workers in other churches were called out of our church. Great history. But we can't live in our, on our history. That's what lies behind 
Now I stand on all the preachers who were here before me. I stand on their shoulders and I thank God for every single one of them. But I cannot focus on yesterday. The Beatles can. <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> we need to be pressing forward. We need to be focusing on what God would have us do now. We need to focus on the vision God has given us to reach this community for Jesus Christ. We need to pray harder and intercede harder for our community. We need, we, we, we need to be going out and sharing the good news with others. And you might not, and, and I love the fact, and I said it on Friday's coffee break, I love the fact how some of you have gone ahead and started using your Facebook and you're just sharing over and this and that and stuff about Jesus Christ online, about these days, trying to get people to see Jesus. You've been putting out memes out there. Now, well, I, don't be telling me I don't have Facebook. That's okay. You don't need to have Facebook to do it. You can get out of your house and go around your neighborhood. My, oh, my. You can be annoying to your children. Why not be annoying to your neighbors? Come on. And you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm trying to get you to preach with me. You might be stuck in the, in, in, in the assistant living building. But you know what? They're all stuck with you. Glory to God. That principle of continuation, pressing on towards the goal. And then the principle of consec consecration. I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call. Boy, we used to love to sing that. What was that hymn? I pressed, oh, I just lost it. I just had it, but we used to sing an old hymn that talked about pressing on to that upward call. What is the upper call? It's the upper call of God in Christ Jesus. Where we are just living for Him, waiting to get home to our real home, the kingdom of God. But you know what we forget? The kingdom of God is here right now in our hearts. And so we should be inviting others to join the kingdom of God. Oh my word, today at 1 o'clock, Bison Nation is going to take on South Dakota jackrabbits. My word, a jackrabbit might be faster, but they can be trampled on by a bison. <laughs> Go herd! <laughs> well, if my southern friends can get all excited about Alabama and have a religion ex religious experience when they score a touchdown, I can get excited about the bison today. Where was I going? Boy, I got off track there. I better get back to the notes. Oh, yes, if we can get excited about the bison. And I don't care if you don't get excited about the bison, there's not much that gets you excited at your age. Let the rest of us be excited. Get excited about what gets you going. 
Like giving away clothes to people. Making a good meatloaf for potluck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she hasn't done that for a while. You'll have to do that next time. But if we can get excited about the bison, the Vikings, and the sainted Packers, we should get more excited about Jesus Christ. Because you know what? Jesus is the one thing we can all agree on. Let's have that, let's press on to that upward goal. The prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. If we are going to grow new life, if we're going to grow Christian, our focus must be the cross and the message of the cross. Verse 15 and 16 says, let those of us who are mature. Now, Perry Stone says those who are mature are 50 or older. <laughs> We're not supposed to call people 50 or older old anymore. Uh -huh. Tim, there's some good news for us. Amen. We're supposed to call each other mature in Christ. Great thing about 50 and older is they know Bible prophecy. 50 and older, most of them know their Bible is really good. Well, and the principles. 50 and older understand what's right and what's wrong. And it's our job to help the younger ones to go ahead and know what we know. Why aren't we sharing it with them? But I'll have some good news. There's some young people today, my word, they love Jesus so much and they know the word so well and they're not afraid to share it. They don't keep silent. They, they blab it all over the place to whoever who is, and they don't care if they're attacked for it. But let those of us who are mature think this way. And if anything, and if in anything you think otherwise, in other words, Paul saying, and if you got some wrong thinking there, and you don't got that understanding, if you think otherwise, here's the good news. Paul says, I'm not going to get on your case. Because God will reveal that also to you. See, he's talking to Christians here. He says he's going to get you mature too, and he's going to reveal the truth to you as well. So why am I going to go ahead and pick on you? You see, this is why I've changed the way I think about generations. I'm not going to be, I, I, I'm not worried. I know there's boomers and Xers and millennials and Zers now. The Zers are on the rise now. But you know what a generation to me is? Everybody who's still breathing, waiting for Jesus to return. That's the generation that we are in. We are in the revelation generation. We're in that generation that we're on the threshold. We're going through the birth and pains right now. We're seeing the rise of the one world government right before our eyes if we are just wise enough to see it. We, we got to understand the new monetary system is coming into place. They're getting ready to take away our money and put us on digital currency. Did you know that? It's being uh, President Biden's experimenting it with it right now in Africa. But that doesn't mean that's the bark of the beast yet. 
That's just getting the world ready for the mark of the beast. You see, right now, going through Congress, they're, they're going to have a law passed that if you still want to use dollar bills, you can still use dollar bills. That's how close the Fed is getting ready to become just having one bank in America. You know that under President Jackson, we got rid of our one bank. We had one time we had one bank in the country that everybody, and, and Jackson looked at and saw so much corruption, he got rid of it. Did you know that? They fought against him. They fought against his election. And so when he got in, he says, enough is enough. We're not going to renew you people. And then Wilder Wilson comes along and he gives us the Fed. And the Fed's been working all these years to become the centralized bank. Right now, they are kind of like the centralized bank of the whole world. Did you know that? Whatever the Fed does affects the whole world. And they're not part of the government. Just because they're called the Fed does not make them part. They are an independent bank. Did you know that? They're supposed to respond, to, supposed to answer to Congress. They never do. They show up once a year, and they, have, they always get a question from, Cong from the senators and congressmen, and you know what their answer is? We'll have to get back to you. We'll get back to you in writing. They never answer any questions. And we never get to see what they send back in writing. <laughs> but that's not a problem. You see, we need to be focusing on be mature in Christ. Let those who are mature think this way. Focus on the cross, the message of the cross. And let's get this straight. What I'm saying is we, we are growing to spiritual maturity. That's what this is talking about. If we are doing that, then I believe our church will grow as well. If we are working to growing spiritually, to spiritual maturity, if we are doing that, then I believe our church will grow as well. You know what I, lo I love seeing happen? When the, light, the lights come on in your eyes and you finally get it. That, uh, those of us who've taught Sunday school for a long time or taught in school, we live for those times. When we see that glimmer of light, all of a sudden you can see it. Boom, they finally get it. And I'm going to stay with you until you figure out that heaven's the place you want to be. And the great thing about heaven, you don't have to load up your truck and move to Beverly. You see, you go to heaven with what you came into the world with. You leave all this stuff behind, but your rewards are stored up there for you in heaven. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. You see, this is what the, the goal, the, the goal is not really about numbers, but are we growing in Christ? Are we sharing the gospel message with others? Because are we sharing the gospel message with others because we see the impact that we see that can be made not only in our own life, but in the life of others. Mature Christians live out their lives in front of others. By doing so, they will share with them how they too can be saved. Does that make sense? Come on. Mm. The focus on in these days that we are living is growing mature Christians. 
Mature Christians will never deconstruct their faith. Mature Christians are going to know that they know that they know. I know what I have believed, that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. In verse 15, we see Paul telling us that the mature Christian will have their minds on what Christ has done at the cross and what he has done for us. Because that's what gives us hope and that's what keeps us going. Then Paul says, and if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that to you also. This means some were actually otherwise minded even in the Bible days. But through the words of Paul, the Holy Spirit was going to show them the right way, which is to pull them back to the cross. That's right out of the Expositor Study Bible. Pull them back to the cross. Get their focus back on Jesus, where it belongs. Oh my word, we sang that song this morning. I might not always see it. I might not always feel it. But God is always working And he will work for you. Paul in verse 16 then writes, Only let us hold true to that what we have attained. This is talking about our progress in our walk with Christ. Paul is telling us. Paul is telling us, let us all walk the same path. And that same path is that of the cross. Little lady. Little, little lady. Older lady. She didn't have much money. She didn't get much in Social Security. This is before you all got your raise. I don't know how much that raise was and if that's really doing you any good, but you got that big raise. Just, just recently because of inflation. That's why you got the raise. Because of inflation. It's the law. Inflation goes up to a certain point. We have to give you more money because you got to have money to buy groceries. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I, saw, I saw a little cartoon of Ziggy the other day. Yesterday, in fact. And Ziggy was saying, I don't know who said, you know, you, that it's cheaper by the dozen. Have they seen what it costs to buy a dozen of eggs lately? Well, we were shocked when we went and picked up eggs yesterday. Or Friday, that is. But little little lady, she didn't have much. She wasn't the she was the smartest person that you've ever met, but she had great faith. And she kept on praying, Oh Lord, I need help. Fill my pantry. Fill my pantry. Fill my pantry. And she would pray this prayer. Lord, fill my pantry. Fill my pantry. Fill my pantry. You said you would provide all that I need. So fill my pantry. Fill my pantry. She prayed this day after day. And all of a sudden she got a knock at the door. She heard this knock. And she went to the door and she opened up the door. And right there on her porch was bags of groceries. And she got so excited, she started shouting at the top of her voice, God did it! God did it! God did it! God did it! 
And all of a sudden, an atheist popped out from behind her neighbor, who was an atheist, popped out from behind the bushes. I don't know if this is a true story or not, but this is, a, this is how it was given to me. Popped out from behind the bushes and said, Lady, what are you praying for to that non-existent God, that sky guy up there? He didn't do that for you. And she's going, God did it. God did it. God did it. He said, no, he didn't. I did that. I heard you praying out. I heard you had your window open and I heard you praying to, to that sky God up there don't exist that you needed groceries. And I went to the store. I used my money. I used my credit card and I bought all that food for you. And she's going, God did it. God did it. He said, did you not hear me? He didn't do it for you. I did it for you. And all of a sudden she got it. She started dancing once more. And she started saying, God did it. And God did it. And he used Satan to give it to me. <laughs> Come on. Well, that was a hard one to tell. Go through without laughing. <laughs> but Paul is telling us we got to walk and have that faith and walk that same path of the way of the cross and believe God can do everything for us. So in 2023, let us take up our cross and follow our Savior. Jesus said in Luke 9, 23 and 24, and he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Jesus is telling us this is the criteria for discipleship. Now, when Jesus is telling us to deny ourselves, deny us to deny ourselves, this is not the what some have thought, but rather that one denies one's own willpower, self-will, strength, and ability, depending totally on Christ Jesus. Then Jesus tells us that we are to take up our cross daily. That is taking up the benefits of the cross. Taking up the benefits of the cross. Looking exclusively to what Jesus did there to meet our every need. Some people have this picture of taking up a cross that we have to haul up. No, he's talking about the benefits. Start picking up those benefits that God, Christ has given to you. Stop leaving them laying there on the ground. Pick them up. Follow Jesus. And Jesus says we are to do this daily. This is so important. Our looking to the cross. That we must renew our faith in what Christ has done for us even on a daily basis and say thank you Jesus. And I'll tell you why. For Satan will ever try to move us away from the cross as the object of our faith, which always spells disaster. When we take our eyes off of the cross, that's when we, get caught, we can get caught up in legalism. When we take our eyes off the cross, that's when we can start walking toward, 
become a backslider. When we take our eyes off the cross, that's when we always get into trouble. But if we would keep our eyes on Jesus, on his cross, and what he has done for us, we will always have the victory. That don't mean you're perfect. We already learned that about Paul. Right? He already told us. We're, we're moving towards a prize. We're, we're pressing towards the goal. Then Jesus says, follow me. Christ can only be followed, only by the believer looking to the cross. Jesus' finished work, understanding what it accomplished, and by that means the cross alone. And Jesus alone. Let me finish this way. The Expositor Bible notes state, when we place our faith entirely in Christ and the cross, looking exclusively to Him, we have just found more abundant life. Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life abundantly. Oh, let me... Give that quote to you the right way. Jesus tells us in John 10.10, 10, the thief, the one who gets your eyes off of Jesus, the one who gets your eyes off the cross, the one who gets your eyes off the goal, the thief only comes only to steal, to kill, and destroy. I, have came, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Oh, my friends, let us live that abundant life in Christ today, tomorrow, and going forward. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, you're amazing. Mm. Lord, I, I, I would love to see everybody come to church this Wednesday just shouting, God did it, God did it, God did it, God did it, and have them testify what you did because we've kept our eyes on you and pressed towards the goal, becoming more like you, Jesus. I'm kind of glad, Lord, that we can't ultimately get perfection here. But Lord, we don't get it until we get to heaven. Because Lord, I have a feeling with our human natures, if we would get to perfection here, we would get ourselves in so much trouble with conceit. But Lord, you allow us to live for you even though we are in this human flesh so that we can relate to others. Lord, I, I, Lord, we know the tribulation is coming. But those first three and a half years is called the wrath of the Lamb. Lord, I, I now understand why it's not as bad as the wrath of God, the second half, the great tribulation. Because, Lord, you identify with us so much and you understand how weak we are. And, Lord, through your grace and your gentleness, you're trying to get people saved and they, re they refuse to change their wicked ways. And so then you say, okay, Father, your turn. Oh, Lord, we love you. We praise you that you died on the cross for us so that we could be saved. We thank you, Lord, that we have an upward prize that we are trying to attain to, and that's to be more like you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, as we mature in our faith, Lord, that because we're becoming more mature in our faith, we can't wait to share it with others. And Lord, help others see you in us while we are in you, Lord. 
We praise You, Lord Jesus. We glorify You, Lord. And we thank You, Lord, for what You have done for us. Thank You, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So is that our goal for the 2023? Boy, this is, this is actually a goal that we can achieve, a resolution that we can make to become more Christ-like and to move forward in Him. How many want to be more like Jesus? Just lift up your hand. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. See? Oh, glory to God. He's our leader. He's our strength. He's our, oh, he's our all in all. Amen. I hope this has blessed you wherever you're watching from there on Facebook and YouTube or listening to our podcast. We hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful day in Jesus. Keep on pressing towards that goal. Keep on pressing towards Jesus. Learn more about Him. And if you really, really want to learn more about Him, join us on Wednesday night at 6 o'clock where we're going through the book of Revelation and we are studying not to know just end things, but how God can touch our lives and use us in the day that we live. Come and be part of what's happening here at our church. And we would love to see you in person, but we are so glad that you tune in and we can be with you right now, right where you're watching from. I don't know if you're in your fish house or in your, in your house or you're listening in your car or you're, li you're watching or listening right before bed, but we are praying for you. We pray that you're praying for us too. Hey, God bless you. I will see you next time. See you tomorrow on Facebook Live for Coffee Break. God bless you. Of course, we're located at 1021 South Center Street in Wapiton, North Dakota. Come join us. 6 o'clock Wednesday, 10 o'clock on Sundays. And so, if you're so inclined, come for Sunday school at 9 o'clock. God bless you. I'll see you next time.